0: This episode of First Up has been modified from its original broadcast to best accommodate to your liking here in podcast form. Be sure to save the URL to each episode page via cfmu.ca slash shows slash 159 within eight weeks after an episode's air date for full show playlists and songs. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy today's content. Have a good one. golly, my goodness, it's been eons, hasn't (laughs) it? Anyways, good morning. This is the first wake-up call here on CFMU 93.3 on the FM and cfmu.ca. First up, my name is Jomar, here to be with you for the next 90 minutes on this program, which honestly is long overdue. I had a lot I wanted to do, but for some reason just never got around to it in the past little while. So lots to talk about and a special guest as well. But first, a little bit of jazz, and this time it's from Lee Morgan. Hopefully you enjoy this selection and I'll be with you in just a bit, don't go away. Well, there's Lee Morgan with Hocus Pocus. That's from the 1964 album called The Sidewinder. In fact, that's also another really great track there, too. Uh, Lee Morgan's music, as well as Joe Henderson's and the tenor sax. I, I mean, practically everybody on this album is a pretty well-known jazz musician. Uh, but honestly, these albums are just amazing for that. Um, especially the, the, that just that mid-century sound, you know, the... The hard bop of the mid nineteen sixties and that sort of that sort of feel has been something that I've really been digging, especially these past few years. Uh, and this album, honestly, even the title track, "The Sidewinder," is just an interesting little hard bop piece. And it's one that I think it's such a it's it's such a groove, honestly. If you ever wanted to check out the album, uh, five tracks on it, but five fantastic tracks. I mean, "The Sidewinders, a ten minute uh, masterpiece. So <laughs> something that I'm sure that you'll enjoy. But thing I must say, though, about jazz records, interestingly, is that lately they've been pretty hard to find anywhere in record stores. Uh, I mean, you'll find them easily, because I know that Blue Note Records has been quite uh, well-known for starting to reissue a lot of these legendary, uh, iconic uh, jazz albums, but They're reissues, and remastered, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that particularly, but I guess I've been pretty meticulous about my jazz records, and most of my records overall, because if this is your first time tuning in, you'll come to know that I'm a pretty avid record uh, enthusiast, somebody who really just enjoys that classic sound. So one of my favorite possessions, actually, in my record collection is a Dave Brubick record, Uh, from the Dave Rubick Quartet called Time Out. It's that famous Time Out album with Take 5 and some other really cool uh, tunes on it. But it's just the sound of it. Every time I pop it on my turntable, there's just some quality to the sound that is unmatched by anything else, any other listening medium. I don't know what it is. It's it's really interesting to listen to. But anyways, uh, that's with the jazz part, and that's kind of also why I really enjoy these little easy listening I guess quote-unquote easy listening segments for the first part of the show it's just because you know it's a little bit of an interesting change because you got all sorts of variety coming on the program anyways and I'm sure you'll be in for quite a treat for the remaining or the remainder of the show with all the other music we've got but anyways I probably should first address because I'm sure you're waiting to hear about what exactly has been up since the last episode for my case and that I'm sure was released back in February so the the eyebrows are raised and the question begs where where in the world have I been since February well I can tell you over the span of the rest of today's show but long story short basically I started a new job back in March and so that has kind of taken up most of my time lately that being said I've been enjoying the job and I look forward to continuing with the work. I can tell you a little more about it later as well as maybe what I've been doing in my free time, but I figure you've come here for the music and just all the content that's about to come. So we do have a special guest today, and in fact, it is somebody who I actually really owe a lot to because it's another delayed guest. Now, I also will be playing some music. This next song is actually from another guest who I had before who I basically have told myself uh, I'm going to play a lot more as well just to make up for the delayed interview release there also. So before I get into any more of the show for today I'd better start playing this artist who goes by the name of Kixie. I introduced you into the through the interview. Uh, I introduced uh, this person rather to you through the interview as Juliana but this Toronto-based singer-songwriter is probably better known as Kixie. There was a release from 2020. Uh, and this i think was kind of the feature that i had from the time and this is it was an album called all my friends had had some fantastic actually it shouldn't be past tense it has some fantastic tracks on it but what i don't know if i got, was able to get around to uh, is a single from october and this is probably their latest release Kixie's latest release that is by the name of too well so we're going to have that play and uh, to kind of kick things off, kick off September in a sense. And uh, what almost feels like a brand new programming year, but I got to remind myself that this is actually just the start of September and not the actual anniversary of First Up, which doesn't happen till December. So I'm going to have to see if I want to have kind of two celebrations. You know, that might be fun. Honestly, having multiple celebrations for the show, because it gives me more of an excuse to kind of have special music coming out or whatever feature I may have in mind. But anyways... Here's Kixing with Too Well, right here on First Up. Sophia Bell with a little something called I Don't Need My Space. This is a track off of her latest album called Anxious Avoidant. Uh, and Sophia hails from Quebec, uh, from Montreal. She's Montreal-based, although originally born in Michigan, but currently is a Montreal-based singer-songwriter, and really draws a lot of influence from her childhood faves in music uh, from 90s classics, as uh, as is called. Oh, you know, all the great music from that period of time and also into the early 2000s and also some of the emo rock and pop punk of those days, which really, I I mean, to me, honestly, is just something maybe I have bias because I myself am the Gen Z uh, born in the late 90s. So a lot of this would have been music I would have grown up with, albeit maybe not in my household, but definitely in the area around me. But there really is something interesting about some some songs like you can really tell that something when you see something, oh, that's so 2000s, that's so 90s, where it's almost like when you hear the song, whether or not you know it from that time when it charted, it kind of gives off that particular uh, feel, like as if you're in that decade. But there's another level of songs, at least to me that I feel like that when you hear about them, it's not only that you feel like you're immersed in that time period, but there's almost like a nostalgia that comes out of them. It's like that's a, an extra step further from that original feeling of being in the time period. One of my one of my most classic examples, at least for me, is from a 1970 sitcom, called Welcome Back, Cotter, and the theme song uh, by John Sebastian is fittingly called Welcome Back. But I don't know what it is. It's the combination of the video, like the opening titles and sequence, as well as the music overlaid on top. Actually, even just listening to the song in its entirety, like the album, the music, the single or the album version of the song, there's just something that almost makes me feel like I there's a part of that 1970s era that I long to be back. And it's like that, that nostalgic feeling, feeling nostalgic for the 1970s, even though I physically never have actually lived that particular time period. Well, I have this next song for you from our very own, Winnipeg's very own, uh, Chantal Kreviazuk, who herself has had a lot of success ever since the 1990s, and a lot of just great songs. And this one in particular from her 2002, uh, I believe it's 2002. Yes, the 2002 album, What If It All Means Something. And this song that I'm going to play for you makes, for me at least, kind of gives off this nostalgia for the late 90s, mid to late 90s, early 2000s. It's like taking me back to my days in elementary school even. It might be high school for some, could be, you know, even well beyond that for other people, but there's really something to it. I'm going to have to probably play this so you can kind of see how it is. And it goes a little something like this from, once again, Chantal Kravjatsky. This is a a song called Weight of the World. This is more than just nostalgia. This is First Up on 93.3 CFMU. Great stuff there from Redbone, little something called One Monkey. This is from 1971 from their album Message from a Drum. And Redbone, if you haven't already known, is actually an indigenous American band. And they're probably well-known, maybe you might know, for Come and Get Your Love, amidst other possible tunes that you might be familiar with. And I've always had fun getting to feature Redbone on this show, especially because not only do we have great, Record versions of some of their uh, some of their albums actually in our library. If you ever want to go and pay a visit to the CFMU studios at McMaster, uh, in the basement of the Student Center, that's where we're located. But also just the fact that just to take pride in just the fantastic work that is put together by the Indigenous people. Honestly, because you know we and I also I also probably ought to acknowledge the fact that this show could not be made possible without the great generosity of the Haudenosaunee Nations and the Mississaugas for where both CFMU in Hamilton, as well as where I sit from here in Mississauga, recording from home, where we're situated. Otherwise, these shows could not be made possible. So I did want to acknowledge that, especially with the timing of this podcast, this episode, uh, which really shouldn't have to be just timed around the end of September here in the area of the GTA. But ultimately, I think it should be uh, observed Any time of year, there should be no question as to when it should be observed or acknowledged. But uh, I do want to rest assured, hope that you rest assured that uh, I do have that acknowledgement. Now, there's a lot more coming along with the show. We certainly have more features, plus a little surprise. Given kind of the timing of this episode and when it's been released, there's a little something that, believe it or not, you may or may not know about that. And I'm going to reveal that to you after this quick little break. And we're going to also hear from our guest as well to kind of get to know what their music is which I guess is the only hint I'll give you now but we're going to get through all that just after this so don't go away and we're going to be back with more on First Up. This is 93.3 CFMU.
1: If you're looking for great food and something a little different to do in Hess Village, visit Moody's Pizza Bar and Arcade on George Street. The arcade is open 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. Thursday through Saturday and soon to be Sundays. There's no cover and most games are free to play. You'll find amazing vintage arcade and pinball games as well as special events. Thursdays are emo night. We're also available for private parties. Want to know more? Check out www.moodyshamilton.ca... Or drop in for great food and a few games. Moody's Pizza Bar and Arcade, 107 George Street in Hamilton.
0: You're listening to CFMU, 93.3 FM, McMaster Radio. We're hitting just about half an hour into the program, which means it's time for the second wake-up call here on First Up. This is 93.3 CFMU, and once again, my name is Jomar, and we've got an hour to go with still more content to come because lots of catching up is to be done today, plus more surprises and a special guest still to be revealed. But first, some more classic music. I think we're going to call this one uh, a classic session, maybe a lot of old great favorites. This is for Martha and the Vandellas, Martha Reeves, that is, right? here on First Up, hopefully you enjoy it and I'll be back with you in just a bit. That's Ariane Roy with something from her latest album called Medium Plaisir. That's a track called Apprendre Encore. Now, this may be her latest release, and in fact, it is her first album, but it is not her first release. Her first release actually comes from March 2020, an EP by the name of Avalanche, uh, and uh, just some great music, though, from the Quebec singer-songwriter. That's Ariane Roy once again. So good morning to you in case you have just joined from the second wake up call and hope your day is going great so far. But if you've been coming from the first segment, it just occurred to me that you might be wondering, perhaps if you listened very closely during my initial conversations, I mentioned September. Now, that was purely intentional. Well, not really intentional, but that is very true. I am not making the mistake of mentioning September because that's kind of the surprise for today. And that's the fact that this show has been in the process of being recorded for over a month. It's now October and those recordings are from September. So you can just imagine how long it took me to finally get this show out to you, just how busy my schedule's been. Nonetheless, I will be trying to get more shows and releases to you in a more frequent interval in fact the interval that I should be which is weekly so uh, hopefully we get to that so I know for sure today we're going to make it we're not going to go anywhere beyond October because I will be going right into our special guest segment and unfortunately signaling the end of these talking segments for today's show but nonetheless I hope you enjoy this feature for our special guest who is not just a single individual but a group of people by the name of ARF A-H-R-F the band ARF is a fantastic group of individuals great music. and great people to have a chat with, as you'll probably hear in just a moment. So what I'll do is I'm going to play a couple of selections from the repertoire, one from their a self-titled EP from 2020. This song will be called East Coast. In fact, that's the one playing behind us now. And then we're going to conclude the show and the conversation with something from their latest release, uh, Extracurricular. And that song will be called I Hope My Degree Is Worth It. So hopefully you enjoy once again this segment from Arf and myself and Conversation and the rest of your day from all of us here at CFMU and from me here at First Up. Looking forward to catching you in the next episode, but until then, take care and enjoy. This is 93.3 CFMU. Joe Amar here with you, and I'm here with four great, fantastic individuals who I'd like to introduce to you as the band Arf. And we'll get to, you'll get to hear more about exactly who is comprised of this, and I'd like to introduce them first by name. We have Nick, Daniel, Liam, and James. Hey, guys, thanks for uh, coming out and uh, or taking the time, really, to be able to do this chat.
2: Of course. Thank yeah. you very much for having us,
3: for sure. Yeah, yeah thanks for yeah. great.
0: Took some time, but we finally got it, didn't we? Yeah,
3: I've been looking forward to this one for a while,
0: yeah. There you go, absolutely. Well, maybe what we'll do first is uh, go around, have you all introduce yourselves, and uh, if you'd like to throw us something about the band, go on ahead as well. Sure.
1: Go ahead, go ahead, Nick. (laughs) Okay, uh, my name's Nick, Um, uh, I'm technically the youngest one in the group, well, like, Actually, am yeah, but I'm. They're all they're all graduated, which is you know that's what this huh. kind of album was about. And I uh-huh. didn't graduate for multiple reasons, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> and we do have another band member named Miles, who I think may have just woken up or something. And you know oh. he's a he he will. I'm kidding. He'll but he 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 did want to join at some point, so he might be able to hop on.
0: Yeah, at the end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's perfectly fine. All right. Um, let's see. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on the screen because I see. I'm gonna go. Ca- uh, not counter. I was doing the clockwise, but I said counterclockwise. I'm gonna say clockwise. That means it looks like if I get this right, it's a Daniel who's next.
2: Cool. Yeah, I'm Daniel. Um, I guess interesting fact with the band, myself, how I got involved. I um, played in a band with um, Miles throughout university, who's the other member of Arf here, um, and then on this album. Um, Over the recording, I got involved um, and with Nick being uh, out of town and unable to make it in for some of the sessions. So I got involved that way, um, as well as through some of the writing process as well. So, no, it's been a great experience. And aside from all that, also these guys are my friends and we've been friends since before I started playing with them. So that's kind of first and foremost there.
0: Amazing. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's great to hear. Uh, Looks like James is next on the sequence. Awesome, yeah, so my name is James.
3: Um, uh, yeah, I've been playing in the band since grade 11, I think, grade 10 or 11. Liam, uh, Liam's the drummer, and him and Miles are the founding members. Uh, they started as a two-piece and then Nick and I kind of uh, just found our way into Miles's greasy basement and we started playing loud music. But um, yeah, I uh, just graduated from Queens with a degree in biology but during the first COVID year, I had the opportunity to take my university courses online and I was able to take uh, an in-person audio engineering course in Ottawa at Raven Street Studios, which I was super grateful for and allowed me to um, have all the guys in the studios whenever we wanted and um, just gave us a great place to work and record and just have a ton of fun uh, over that year. So yeah, it's a
0: little... A, a little blurb right there I guess oh no that's that that's a great little blurb actually then (laughs) and speaking of Liam you mentioned Liam we we we're gonna want to hear Liam now too actually so
4: yeah I'm Liam I'm uh, the drummer for ARF and me and Miles started it when we were in grade nine early yeah pretty early honestly we were uh, both in the same music class we both were in the percussion section even though he was oh yeah the guitarist and the singer in the band but you know yeah we were those guys at the back of the room causing a ruckus the whole time and we decided to kind of take that into jamming in his basement and we played a coffee house at our at our school once and we did uh beastie boys and weezer covers and oh, uh know, it kind of just went on from there you know oh. uh and it's yeah it's been really cool to see how it's grown like just from a two-piece so then Having some boys uh, that we knew in high school, like a couple of rounds of people actually before we found James and Nick who have settled so well. And then having Dan come in and record on the album for a lot of the bass stuff too has been amazing. And like, yeah, it's just been really cool to see it come from what it initially was to what it is now. And uh, oh, yeah, I'm just really happy, you know, that we've been able to do it and to keep playing even though we've all gone to different schools and are living in different places, like the fact that we still focus so much on ARF is is really cool. It's something that I'm really really proud of for sure.
0: Yeah, let me quickly go around because I know I remember we had you featured somewhere. I think it was on uh, one of one of our things, like whether it was single of the week or top five. And I think we had mistakenly thought all of you were Mac grads, but that is not the case. That is um, not. The case. And now to put to put case in point, if you go around and tell us what your alma mater is, then that'll help. Help whoever's uh, you listening. If you're listening to this now, um, really tell sort of the the the, the vast um, uh, just just all the locations that that the, the members of this group have gone to.
4: Yeah, totally. We can do like reverse. Oh yeah, sure. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're back background. I'm calling yeah, the shots now.
2: structure. the boys need some That's structure. That's the way. Uh, That's the way. That's the way. Go for it. Uh,
4: yeah. So I went to uh, Trent University. Uh, in Peterborough and I got I just actually finished finished my master's in English there and I also got a college uh, diploma from Humber in creative book publishing oh, so wow. yeah that's Very what I'm doing cool. out here in Victoria working at Orca Book Publishers oh so, amazing books
0: yeah oh hey yeah that's great actually yeah so Jeez. I guess that means yep James um, is I think I'm next
3: I yeah so as I mentioned before I uh, have graduated from Queen's University yes. with a degree in biology, mm-hmm. um, and also have a diploma from uh, the audio the audio recording academy, which again is the um, recording school, the audio engineering school that I went to in Ottawa.
0: Oh, amazing! Yeah, so, yeah, that's really cool. That means I got Daniel.
3: Yeah, I'm a
2: Carleton grad. I graduated with a bachelor's of public affairs and policy management. Um, now I'm a good little public servant. So <laughs> I in Ottawa.
1: There
0: you go.
1: Amazing, amazing. And that leaves Nick. Yeah, so I'm uh, still in school at McMaster for the, the, the DeGroote School of Commerce. Um, yeah. uh But uh, right now I'm just doing my co-op. Um, I'm going to do one more year, and then I'll be a sad <laughs> grad with the rest of these guys. Um, and, you know, figuring stuff out. And having fears. And
0: having... <laughs> How about for your colleague on behalf of uh, on his behalf? Oh yeah, he on here, you know, what he's Miles. Miles actually
1: probably has most interesting thing that's going on right now. He's a is he, He's a civil engineer, right? Did I get that right? No, no. he would no? slap you in the face. I yeah, believe exactly. <laughs> it. Okay, okay, cut that. You're gonna have to cut that, dude. That's that's serious. I'm not ready I for that heat. But he's I he's. <laughs> He is working out in the Yukon right now, um, actually. He's got ah, some really—he's okay. got a really cool project going on out there, um, and he's leading it. So it's very yeah, cool. Very cool. Tough luck, dude. Tough luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me – oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get shit for this.
2: I, mean, really? I couldn't, I couldn't name his degree because it's some crazy
1: long thing, but <laughs> yeah. right. engineering. is it architectural, oh. conservational, engineering or something like that? There you go. Hold oh, wow. it out. Yeah. Amazing. Is that it?
0: Yeah. Score. <laughs> There's redemption. Okay, so this this is the reason why I won't cut this, so then he'll hear that sort of question of doubt, sort of like, do these guys really know what my program is? And then find that, that aha moment just comes in right after at the end. So um that that's perfect. I mean if I told you my program it would sound like a, just a whole bunch of of of, of verbiage as well, because I know um, actually I'm about to get my diploma and or graduate in June because I finished my classes in December. Uh, mine's I tell people engineering that's the short form, but the long form is automation engineering technology. So I get Jeez. you know that's the bachelor of technology program. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that at, at uh, Nick at, at Mac. So that's what I'm in, or I was in, and then just finished, and now I'm just killing time until graduation myself. So, But anyways, that's that's a pretty good way to get the intro, because I think what I really want to lead into here is just the fact that, despite all this, like all the stuff we've been talking about, you guys have an album about Extracurricular is the name of that particular album. And uh, this is very recent, and what makes it interesting is just the fact that, you know, with all that's been going on now with the pandemic and all the restrictions and closures, and the fact that you're probably all in very different locations, uh, how was the process of putting this album together like, okay. was, James? You want to
3: speak to that? Uh, yeah, it was. It was definitely challenging. Um, it started with just uh, you know a couple of demos here and there, uh, and, and, and an idea about uh, the theme of the album. We knew it was going to be. Um, Related to school in some way. Um, And yeah, and then, and then honestly, we've talked about it a lot, but the whole COVID thing actually kind of worked out better for us because Mm -hmm. I was able to take this program. uh, I was back in Ottawa um, and it really just gave us a space where we kind of could escape all of the COVID stress. You know, we'd we'd come into the studio and, um, you know, just kind of, be free of real life worries for, uh, a couple hours here and there. And, uh, it was definitely, it was definitely stressful trying to, um, the logistical side of things with Liam being in, in Peterborough, uh, and having to come down on certain weekends to, to track drums. And when he was in town, he'd be tracking, he'd be tracking like five songs in like two days and just going all day. And it, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was it was stressful in that sense, and then we had Nick recording vocals. He had to go and rent his own gear because he was in hamilton and uh and then of course, some
1: basements. So. <laughs> yeah
3: and then and then dan was Dan was all over the place too, so making sure he can come in for sessions when when we needed to do bass and then and then you know we record something completely wrong, I and mean, everyone has to come back and do it again, oh, so man, yeah it was definitely a learning experience um but I mean, it was a ton of fun,
1: um, yeah. I gotta I, I give a lot of credit to James and Miles for like really like taking charge of like being at the studio a lot and like, like post, like post recording and pre recording, they like kind of set up like how we were going to come in and like get stuff done. Hopefully like mm-hmm. when, like James said, like when things need to be changed, we tried to, we, we had to show up and change them again. But at the same time, like they did a great job of managing like the creative side of like trying to figure out mus- new music while also being like logistically, like let's get everyone to, to make it as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, see, sure. something something worth considering, too. Like,
1: oh, there
2: he is. Whoa. Mr. Big Shot, eh? <laughs> Hair in.
5: Hey, guys. Sorry. The <laughs> uh, the Yukon time zone f***ed me up. It didn't change, and... Oh, it's okay, man. <laughs> I, did. to, I didn't need to lean into you that hard. But, yeah, Miles, how's it going? Hey, yeah. Uh, things are going well. Sorry, boys. I'm, I, uh, I, I'm, I thought I had nailed it. I thought I was coming back from skiing, and and I was going to, you know, just have it perfectly at six. But the Yukon the time zone doesn't change. And I guess everything else did. So I'm really sorry about that. And, um, oh, God, yeah, fine. yeah. It's what, did, uh, what did, what did I miss? What, what have we been talking about? We've been talking about, uh, the album or,
1: um, I accidentally called you a civil engineer and that was pretty sh** of me.
5: <laughs> oh, that's well, that's, that's, yeah. I'm in the branch of civil engineering, but, uh, yeah, Josh, for oh, your knowledge, I'm, just, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm up in Dawson city Yukon right now and working for parks, Canada, on a job up here, but, uh, yeah, over the, over the COVID months, as I'm sure you, you heard me and me and the boys were in the studio and we got that, uh, extracurricular done. So it was, uh, it was a blast and now I'm on a different adventure, but hopefully get back to music soon as stuff starts to open up and play some shows. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. How are you, how are you, Josh? Perfect timing. Yes, uh, I'm doing all right. Things are good, and uh, we basically were just in the midst of talking about uh, the process with extracurricular, in fact, too. So,
2: think yeah, it was actually pretty pretty good timing because you we were talking about um, we are talking about just the the process of getting this album together, like logistically and whatnot. And I was kind of thinking, like, it's almost it's worth even explore, like, talking about how like, this is the first time, like, stepping into. An actual studio to do something like this with james and miles just running the show like that and previously just being holed up in miles's basement renting gear a lot of duct tape and funky wire situations to get things to mic up properly and whatnot so i mean um come a long way from from the basement and duct tape and renting Absolutely. gear so
4: yeah the for learning sure. curve was really really cool to see i think like I mean, for them, like <laughs> I feel like I still don't know how to do anything with the studio. <laughs> I remember like the last time we recorded anything there, I was trying to like wrap the the mic cords up, and I could hardly even do that. So, <laughs> but it was really cool to go from like our EP that we recorded for the drums. We had like one microphone hanging over the kit to try to get any type of aerial sounds, and then this time we had like something like what, like
3: eight mics set up for the drums at, it was more than that I had like, like 13 or something like that yeah it was, like it was oh, wow a little excessive <laughs>
4: it was excessive but it was legit and it was really cool to kind of step into a space and each time I would make a trip back from Peterborough on the Greyhound or whatever until it shut down we'd uh like they would just be better and better at it which was really kind of cool to to see throughout making the album
5: I, I think That's James amazing, actually James was talking to, to me about it, like, a couple weeks ago. Like, you can almost hear the difference between the stuff we recorded first when we were in the studio and the stuff we recorded at the end of the studio time. Like, it, we really, really dialed it in. And it, it's funny, like, the the more we got into it, the more we realized we didn't know. You know, like, we, when we started, we didn't even know what we didn't even know. And then at the end, we really knew what we didn't know. <laughs> so it was cool. And, like... <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> For sure. Um what I now what I'm curious is were there any any wrenches or thwarted what you were expecting as sort of the process of this album? Was there anything that kind of threw you guys off or like some wrench that was thrown at you basically?
5: I have I have two things or that did come everything to mind. No, no, I've I have two things that come to mind. One, um, maybe James can talk about it too, but the, the studio shut down. Like when COVID was at its peak, it, it like the studio oh, yes. shut down. It didn't it didn't have we weren't like they weren't allowed any visitors. do you remember when that was
3: James? Yeah. So it was, it was the whole COVID minefield was pretty tough to kind of make our way through all year because there was like a, like there were a couple months where we weren't able to record at all. And then it was kind of always up in the air, even when it was open because of how severe the situation was at the time. So, uh, it it sucked for Miles and I because we we wanted to be in there every day, but it also sucked more for uh, like guys like Nick, like the other guys because they um, like it involved a lot more planning to get them back in town and and to actually be able to record. So that was that was actually a big a big uh, a big road bump for sure. Yeah, I think it was like um, uh, January. I think was mostly shut down and. Earlier in the year as well, like mm-hmm. September and October, I think we're also shut down. So definitely yeah. missed a couple months there.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, And the uncertainty was crazy, too, because, you know, we thought that we were going to open up in January. And then all of a sudden the Omicron stuff came around and everything closed right back down. And we weren't back up into swing till honestly, even recently, like just in the past few weeks, we've just been slowly opening things up again. So, um, yeah, I can definitely uh, I can definitely imagine how that was a pretty big wrench thrown in there. Um and probably everything else with the pandemic that may have affected, you know, obviously things like, you know, um, just, uh, you can't probably all come together as often, uh, you know, in the f- same physical space as you would like to, to be able to put this together. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think
2: such a big part of like, I mean, like I know I just got involved for this more recent album, but even in the past and these guys were doing stuff and like miles and I used to live together for a little while and, like whenever they would have band practice and stuff, it would be like in, in the house. So I was always around seeing the guys and like such a big part of the music. And even just this, this like kind of music as well. Right. Is like the energy and like the community around it. And like the, the, the it's, it's party music, right? So yeah. you can't, you're not probably trying to party by myself on zoom always. So it's <laughs> tough. Um, even though we could get some, some, some good, uh, zoom, zoom beers in for sure. It's, it's not the same. Right. And, uh, yeah it's important to be able to still try and like carry that energy through the music and and find a way to do that and I think um, the few times that we were all together in the studio it was let's play some music and then let's hang out and just like do what we normally do and bring that like energy of the basement into this room with incredible equipment (laughs) and not but not let that get in the way of like what we're trying to do with it,
4: right, and just fill it with the smell of garlic potatoes and <laughs> yeah, lots
2: of pizza, lots of
1: garlic <laughs> sauce in the studio. It's cute. <laughs> Yeah.
0: What's your favorite thing to bring into the studio, food-wise?
1: I feel like it's not our favorite thing, but definitely
0: or just something that like, happens. Liam has Liam in. Liam
1: has to eat shawarma in Ottawa when he comes, <laughs> and it's just always a friggin' mess. Like it's so it's just so gnarly because we're in there for like what, like seven eight hours, and it just smells like garlic and. Man, man, sweat, man, sweat, and it's just it's a big mess, it's a big mess for sure. But uh, definitely- you like to
4: your mask on like the whole time you're recording, too. So you like eat this big ass shawarma and then you're just burping garlic in oh, your God. own mask the whole time <laughs> you're trying to record drums for the next few hours. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, and the uh, studio of all those places too, I can just imagine absolutely. Yeah, we, oh, and it's also
1: it's also like you got it's a it's a nasty thing to uh, put around all the all that nice equipment for sure. There's so. Much.
3: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I was and, gonna say yeah, it's a shock. We it was a shock we were invited back so many times because we'd show up with a 15 pack of beer, five shawarmas, <laughs> and just it, it just it reeked after. Like the amount of times where we. We were in the studio and we're like, man, I hope someone doesn't come in after us because it is, you got to crack a window in here. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah.
2: And with James being at the studio, like, like, like we had the luxury, like, like James had the keys when we were there. Right. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like anyone's there, like making sure we're like sticking to a schedule or doing whatever. Like we had, we like, like, yeah, it was James run the show. So we were, it was, he was the boss, was the boss right. So, uh, we could hang out till whenever and oh, yeah, yeah, get some late nights for sure.
0: But I, that I, I person, remember like that physical. Yeah.
5: Go yeah ahead, go I, I, I just remember like trying to really get like takes down before the food and the beers came out, but it was always like a, a a balance. Right. Because you try to, it's like herding cats with, with all these guys. Cause we're all so excited to see each other. We haven't seen each other in, you know, whatever, like a month or two months and we're all good buddies. So you try to be like, okay, Hey man, like, how's it going? Okay. Go do like four takes and let's like figure this out and then you can have your beer and then you can have, you know, your shawarma. And so it's almost like, it's like the, car- the carrot and the stick, you know, trying to get the guys to like, okay, let's get a couple takes down. Mm-hmm. And then we can get a little silly and, and hang out when, when, when James has to go to work and edit everything or, or we have to, you know, start piecing stuff together. But yeah, I remember, uh-huh. we always had the late slot, like seven to seven to late. So you'd, you'd, you'd have food at some point, but it, it was, uh, you had to make sure you got the food at the right point before uh, after you got a couple oh, of yes. takes. I guess
0: absolutely, but still, like just just the fact that, and I think what I was going to mention before was just that that actual you know presence of being within with with each other in person is is a very sort of different experience compared to what we're doing right now, where this is all just in a sort of a remote setting. So I'm I'm glad that it seems like you it's it's always it's always very enjoyable. Absolutely, I I can totally imagine that. Um, okay, so you recorded this, or when would you say uh, you started? The whole process of, or when you found this, this album was going to be a thing. Um, just, just as a quick question, because this, this is going to lead into something else. Um, when, would you sort of agree, was when you kind of started working on this album?
3: Yeah, for sure. I think Miles and I, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but I think it was the summer of May,
5: May twenty
3: twenty. Yeah, May twenty twenty. We were at his cottage, and we knew we had, we knew we were going to write an album. We had a couple instrumental demos, and Um, yeah, actually the first song of the album was written that weekend or, or the chord progression and and the chorus was was written that, that weekend. The the, Mm -hmm. um, I fucking love the boys Uh was fittingly, was fittingly the first one that we really had a solid idea about. And then, uh, so that was in the summer of 2020. And then the following, uh, like the following school year was when I took my course. So then, that was the year of 2020 leaking into 2021 is when all the recording was done at the studio. Uh, and then we took a hiatus in the summer because everyone was working and doing fun stuff outside and we didn't really want to be locked, locked in a room on a computer all day. Uh, and then we finished mixing the album remotely. Uh, miles did some work in the Yukon and I did work here in Ottawa. Uh, and then full production was finished. um, December 4th or 5th I want to say
5: yeah December 5th 5th? like 2021 but yeah we took the we took both summers off because the in last year in May everyone like went and did their seasonal jobs like kind of across what we were kind of spread out across the country and then it was like we all got back for school on September 1st and that's when we actually got into the studio and started really writing and grinding and whatnot and then over that school year till I guess April was when all the recording was done and then yeah it was mixed uh remotely kind of after that
0: I see yeah, so basically, practically about, uh, give or take a year and a little bit for the whole process, more or less. Um, now this, this may be a little tricky to identify, but what I was thinking of was just, you know, in a, in a hypothetical world, let's say that, that somehow COVID just ended like the, like the day after. Um, you started saying, let's put this album together and you had, you know, there were no restrictions, anything. How different do you think this album would have been or what would not have taken place or things that you wouldn't have seen that wouldn't have made the album what it is today?
5: Are are you Sorry, are you saying like when the album drops, COVID's over or previously?
0: Oh, no, let's say when you started saying let's make this album and COVID wasn't a thing at all.
5: We wouldn't have gotten any studio time. Like because of COVID, the studio was locked down so no artists were coming through. Like we kind of lucked out that, it was COVID in a way because we just had this access. That's,
0: that's like, I kind of mentioned
3: it. Yeah. I kind of mentioned at the start, but, but like COVID kind of really helped us out because Mm -hmm. uh, it just gave us so much more time to like focus on, on um, folks on writing. And I was able to take this course. And as Miles mentioned, there was just so much time available and, um i've been in contact with shannon who's the owner of the studio since and she's like yeah the studio is just absolutely packed these days everything's and back up everyone wants to record so um we definitely lucked out um yeah no it was pretty pretty perfect
2: yeah sure. i think it's interesting when you like when, make, when you're making an album like like we were in a situation where you know like you don't know what you're going to be able to do with it when you're done Per se, or you don't know when it's going to be right to put it out, like they even that that was a discussion at one point. Like, well, when do we put this out? Do we sit on it until we can plan shows and we know we can go do this, or do we just commit to a date? Do we like it, that? It made it very hard to look past the process of actually making it. Um, so I think like these guys are saying we had a lot of time, and I, and I think we like honestly like benefited, like benefited so much from that time and honestly needed the time, like it would have been. In my opinion, a a a lot to be recording an album like this at this quality that we wanted to put into it, and the time we wanted to put into the actual production and and like sound of the album, while also trying to then plan like tours and things like that. Like I think it's it's really cool to be able to have been given that opportunity to really just focus on the music itself and put as much as you can into like the album, and then. Um, Like, although we all love, love playing shows, I just, I think you end up with a different product when that's the, when that's the circumstances you're put under.
0: Yeah, for sure. I see. Okay. So now let's actually dive then into the album itself. Like you've got, this is, this is a 10 track. Uh, album basically. Now I know that sometimes uh, like some of these some, some albums I've seen usually will have things arbitrarily placed like track listings and stuff uh, Did you have any particular um, sequence that you had these in or were they just kind of um, put there? And if there is a sequence like maybe if you'd want to talk about sort of the 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 rationale behind how you kind of put this together
5: uh, Like the one governing thing that we always had in the back of our heads was that we were really keen on pressing vinyl which isn't really feasible right now because we don't have a Tour booked and can't sell anything. Mm-hmm. But I remember we were always thinking like A side, B side, A side, B side, you know, what, and do we want two different sounds or do we want it all the flow? And, and that was kind of, um, definitely dominating in like dominating the, the track list in our heads. And our, our A side ends with, I thought you'd be famous by, or yeah, I thought you'd be famous by now. Mm-hmm. And then you would flip the record and then Joel P into degree would be the
3: B side. And and it, it's I'm scared to try new drugs first. Yeah. But um it in in my mind the, the the track list is almost like a show. Um mm. it, it almost has the energy. The way we do our shows usually is uh like energy at the start and then a little time to calm down in the middle, collect yourself, and then uh going all out for the end, right? So this the track list, um it really flows in that in that sense where you have the uh, I'm scared to try new drugs in Joel P., which are obviously way more mellow than everything else. So it kind of gives your ears a break and then brings you right back in.
0: I see. Yeah, that is an interesting way. I, I actually kind of like that, and it kind of makes sense then as to why it's kind of sort of like, well, it's. I guess it just so happens that they kind of divide nicely. The fact that they're 10, you just put five on one side five <laughs> on the opposite side. But yeah. no, that's really cool. Um, and I also think that maybe if we want to talk, like, you know, getting into the sort of the set, because I actually... Completely forgot to introduce what you uh, what you guys consider yourselves as um, sound wise, like what you because what I mean, like you mostly play like sort of like a punk rock or, or correct me if I'm wrong or that kind of a, sort of a style of um, music or how would you describe it? Maybe let me, let me get it firsthand so I don't butcher this.
5: <laughs> oh, gen- genres are a constraint, man. We don't we do <laughs> Oh God! <All> right, so <laughs> no, don't. Use- <laughs>
0: Let's use a different term or however you guys would like to prefer to to point it at. Yeah. You just all describe right. yourselves in, What is your in sonic Im- palette, Miles? Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> to,
1: to the listeners, we're being 100% sarcastic. I swear we're not this um, <laughs> we're not You can't see our smiling faces and you can't tell that we're be- we're joking around. We're not this uh arrogant. Um, but No, I can we, tell uh, you we're all sure. frowning on the concert. I think we are. No, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, I think we are.
5: Yeah. I definitely think we are that arrogant. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, like ARF has always had that kind of energetic, like party kind of whatever, like call it punk, call it rock, that kind of sound. But I was definitely listening to a ton mm-hmm. of and I don't know if it's been talked about already, but like a ton of Canadian punk, a ton of like, you know, Canadian rock. And, and, and uh, I don't know, I think I think cana- like Canadian rock is a genre and it does have its own sound. And I would hope to fit mm-hmm. somewhere in there i see
4: even just in how we were saying out the album too like that switch from uh it being like a pretty hard song into like a soft b-side like that's very that's very pop in a lot of ways like Mm -hmm. like one of my favorite parts of uh the dream is over is that flip into the b-side and you get like that kind of nice little acoustic start on on the side too so like i think that there are like bands that we've been listening to a lot like miles is saying that are canadian rock and i think we really do fit into that that kind of bubble or bucket or whatever you want to call it like we have like our own thing but uh i think a lot of those types of bands really do influence a lot of what we do for sure for sure
5: Uh yeah to name to name drop a few would be would be like pop for sure and then like the dirty Nil, and then also sam roberts Mm -hmm. joel plaskett yeah um Mm -hmm. that kind of like joel p is is joel plaskett that's that's what it's named after um so thanks joel
0: yeah for sure
1: i also definitely think that like we have this tongue-in-cheek thing with a lot of our lyrics it's always been like that since Mm -hmm. i think that in high school it's it's part of it's maybe a bit of a defense mechanism when you first start writing your music where it's like i don't want i don't know how to be serious like yeah and i think that was something cool on this album as well where we're kind of like we're growing up we're like we can talk about these things that like we like feel about but we can also like make light of them and also like make a lot of jokes about why we feel the way we do um Mm -hmm. so i think that that's always really permeated our lyrics as well as trying to find a way to express ourselves but like make fun of ourselves at the same time as well
0: oh yeah kind of do it all in one and get you know this having this album and even probably just your music in general especially probably if you do shows i figure then that could give you an opportunity to kind of express that in a way as well also in a sense right but yeah, what I, what I also want to get then into kind of, kind of leading from that is what is it about whether it's Canadian rock or just kind of the music that you do that, what is it that you love the most about what you do? What part, what aspect of like, whether it's the genre or the music or the lyrics or whatever it is uh, for each of you, I'd be kind of curious to hear. It might be a little out there. I, I realize this yeah. might be such a vague question, but yeah, I can go it. Yeah, go ahead. Just, um, I, I think just the energy for me is what draw,
2: draws it in. Like, I love a lot of different kinds of music. Um, I've played some, like quite a bit of different kinds of music, and I like I like to play different kinds of music in my own time. But I think when it comes to getting together with a group of people, and and for me, for me, I love this music for playing live a lot. Like that's that's the draw for me is the energy of the crowd and just like going to uh, like a dumpy like dive bar where there's just doors in the bathroom stall, and I need to like whatever take a piss for a show i'm just like hanging out in their mouths like warming up his voice trying try to remember the lyrics or like write write lyrics that he didn't write and when we were practicing and stuff like that and just the kind of just like energy of that and i think like although again we take the music seriously and and, and the writing seriously and what we do seriously like there's always that air of just like enjoyment and just like i oh man i'm i feel really old saying this but just like the like youthfulness of that kind of uh, energy as well
5: is is super cool and something uh that, that i that i really love about it yeah for sure man dan you stole my you stole my answer but like to add on to that it's just really fun like it's like so much fun like getting up there plugging in your guitar hitting like a g chord like it's the best like there you can't you can't beat it it's it's awesome you know like yeah. and and that kind oh, yeah. of style of music where you're just kind of letting it rip and 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 talking about stupid things and being sarcastic on stage like it's the most fun ever it's so much fun so definitely the fun yeah, and and I the think, energy for me sorry
2: just to jump back i, I think too like we're talking you're talking about like sound a lot and like the production the quality of things and like the the gear we had around us and like when we're so we're all kind of like gearheads. love that kind of stuff Spend a lot mm-hmm. of money on that kind of stuff and when you have the opportunity to play it super loud, it's when it sounds the best. So I got oh, yeah. that also like adds into it. But... Sorry, Miles.
0: <laughs> one of the, um, of energy, yeah.
3: for me and the guys nailed it. I mean, it's just like a ton of, it's just like, you, I don't want to do anything else. I just want to play music loud and get sweaty and dance and drink beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But one, <laughs> yes, one yes. thing I, I remember, um, it's just, it was just so awesome. We, it was one of our, it was Miles and I's first time in the studio together um, to work on the demos, and we've been writing on acoustic guitars for so long. And his uncle um, has some pretty sweet gear. Hooked us up with with this this massive amp and these sweet guitars, and I just remember plugging it in the first time at the studio and just turning it up so loud, and when you, you just hit one note and you're just like the whole room shaking, and you're like. Like oh that's what I'm missing like that's that's the stuff right there like you, that's that's all I need you know it's just it's just such a crazy feeling
5: oh yeah it's fun almost is, like it's hot is. it's almost like the the like sound is hot like it's like you just you rip the cord and it's like whoa like yeah James and I had the amp uh-huh. dimed and yeah oh my god so much fun
4: <laughs> I want to say too uh, I think it's just like such an uh, an escape like with the fun that. The boys were talking about. And then I think, like, I really honestly like Dan's words, like, as much as we're not like super old, like, we're all like 23, 22, kind of thing. But, like, it is youthful in a really, really fun way. And I think, like, especially for at that time during COVID and at that point of like my university career, too, feeling kind of bogged down by a lot of the stuff that I was doing, the prospects of going into like a master's degree and another two years of school and then whatever job it was that was going to come after, like all those kind of growing up things to do, like having this type of music to play is such an amazing little escape to have. Like as cliche as that sounds, you just get to kind of let loose and let it all out and you're having fun. It's like, it sounds weird, but it's like skateboarding, you know, like that's exactly how I feel Mm -hmm. when I get on like a board again after a while. Like it's like, this is like, this is just really fun. I'm really happy that I'm still doing this. And it's still like, it's not something that I've outgrown yet. Cause if I ever do, like I'm going to be really bummed with myself. Like that's going to be a bad moment when I wake up and I don't want to play this type of music or listen to it. Oh yeah. It's a bad day.
1: I, th- I think that my favorite, I mean, obviously we've talked about how fun it was and I, I think it's, Also super fun. It's like an all-encompassing performance art too to like perform in front of a crowd and like work the crowd and like talk to them as well as like play a show and like check in with them, make sure that you're like playing something that they're interested in. Um, But also I think it's kind of like a fun like diary of like our time together as friends and stuff, like watching watching us grow up. Like our first EP was like a lot about just like pretty much a compilation of all the songs we'd written in high school. And then this most recent one, we've gotten to have, like, our, like Dan come in and, like, rip the bass, like, absolutely fucking destroy the album, like, so sick. Um, and he's, like, been someone that we have kind of met, like, later in our career kind of thing. And, like, it's, like, and that's awesome that we, this just, we, it just gets to build. And I feel like every time I get to check in at our, for, like, look at, like, what we've accomplished and that kind of thing, I get to look at, like, the history of our friendship, too. So I think that it's, mm-hmm. that's the, that's also the best part for me.
5: That was not that was an,
1: yeah. that was an yeah, awesome question.
5: Good. That was a sweet
1: question. Yeah. yeah that was an you. awesome
3: question. I got thank one you. final, just little piece, like just kind of what Nick was saying there at the end, just it's or what everyone's been saying, the amount of fun. I remember talking like, like a conversation we had miles and I about how at the beginning we were so worried about like, if I, is, is anyone going to listen to our stuff? Like, is anyone going to like it? And then by the end, it had just been so much fun where we're like, I don't care if like two people listen to it. It's just, been so much fun to put this thing together that that that's really all you need uh-huh. yeah
0: so in that in that same vein then actually let's say if you were trying to introduce somebody to say hey we're our here's our album here is uh, extracurricular um what song would you tell them to listen to kind of to get to the, get them started going on the album specifically
5: i think i drank six beers short and sweet like yep. super yeah. to the point super to the point it's like I don't know, it's the it's the rock vibe. That's a good like um, litmus test mm. for the album. Like if you don't like that tune, then you should probably not listen to the album. <laughs> Put it away. something else. <laughs> Put it back on the shelf.
0: I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, or or if if you get it in pressings, it's like oh maybe flip the sides or something, whatever cases <laughs> or snap exactly. the record, whatever. No, but um okay, so uh, we we've sort of talked about this album, kind of how the present is, or technically kind of the past because the album is out. It is now. Um, I, I take it that as as you know restrictions and things lie, you'll probably be getting into touring, perhaps or performing and that sort of thing if if circumstances allow. But what else is ahead for you guys? What are you looking at in terms of like things in the future or whether it's in you know new music coming out or just again could be just touring or performing or I think I think getting back in the in the
5: writing mode is going to be interesting because now we're at a different stage you know we 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 all graduated university or are close to graduating university and and we're all kind of working a job and and you know trying to figure trying to figure it out so we're at a different point in our career so I don't know what I don't know what we're going to come up with but I think it's going to be it's going to be fun.
3: I think, I think another thing we're looking to do moving forward is, is, um, our team, like our, we, we also run, um, our own label resigned arts. Yes. Um, which is, I'm, I'm, uh, there's a couple different, different, um, kind of areas of focus that we, we do like Liam and Dan run a, a, pretty wicked journal, um, where we, we get, uh, contributions from like local artists every month. And that's uh, a collection of, of visual art and poetry and short stories. So uh, growing the brands and just like continuing to work with local artists, I think is also just a, a really big focus of, of ours. And now that we're kind of uh, all done, done school or, or close to being done school, we can kind of put more effort and time and resources into it and kind of actually see where this thing this thing goes i think that, that's i'm really looking forward to that
4: there seems to be a big uh migratory movement of the boys out west happening too so uh that could bring some cool new things happening this summer like not entirely sure but like dan's heading out to vancouver we got james heading out mm. to the island too and i'm already in victoria and so
0: yeah
2: we'll see what yeah, I happens think we're super to open to yeah we're super open to seeing what's uh lies ahead and I mean with um having had planned some shows and getting them canceled unfortunately due to COVID of course we're all we're all itching to to play and I think um at this point it's just like working at the logistics and seeing when we can uh when we can make that time to uh get in a room together again and 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 tighten things up a little bit probably too because it's been a little while (laughs) since uh we've all played together it's it's a bit different when you can uh playing to a click track and all that kind of stuff right so oh, yeah. um i mean the plan is to continue playing together right and yeah, i think yeah, that's sure. like the most important thing for
0: us yeah maybe even if it just consists of like a few open jam sessions like you may not even be recording stuff just just playing mm-hmm. like when you first get back together in the studio and just kind of i'm not, not really like like almost like warming up but not really just kind of recollecting yourselves and just trying to rekindle that feel that that together experience again and that sort of thing, and that the in-person level and that sort of thing for sure. I get There's always going to be.
5: I was just going to say no, gid- again. I get giddy thinking about that, getting everyone back <laughs> in the in a room yeah. together and isn't, it? isn't firing it? Up to the amps. Yeah. Oh man, that sounds awesome. I think we well, also I had a bit it, of a grievance get, period, get, period after we had a bit of a grievance period after tour got canceled too, right? Like that was a pretty big bummer, and and we were mm. all excited. We released the album. Yeah during that date because we're going to play shows afterwards. So afterwards I was shipped back up to the Yukon and everyone's kind of figuring out what they're doing for the summer. So I think we're in a Mm -hmm. bit of a, in a bummed out state, but, but now that it's getting lighter and warmer, and I think it's going to be uh, a, it's going to be a fun summer. Yeah. I will say,
2: even though with that, like getting canceled over that period of time was really creepy, but like, I was going to say, like, I think from now on, whenever we're all together, no matter what's going on, there will be a guitar around and a mic on, yeah. And I think like that in that period of time we were supposed to be on tour and it was canceled and miles was around. Like um, we had like, I think it was the weekend we were supposed to play our first show. Um, miles and I and James and a, a couple other friends went up to miles's cottage and just had a sort of like a, uh, oh, well, shit. like <laughs> we should be in a van together going across Ontario, but Hey man, we're here and this is great. And We rented a bunch of mics, brought up some guitars and recorded some stuff. So, I mean, like I said, always ready to be um, like putting something out there when we're together.
0: Yeah, for sure. And we'll be looking forward to stuff as it comes out. Especially if you are coming around to tour, like you know, I'm sure that many places here in Hamilton would love to have you around, like to be able to come in, whether it's an outdoor or an indoor setting or whatever the case is. I'm I'm sure that there, there's a lot of folks waiting to really get to have you in their <laughs> in their in their places to be able to really share your music and whatnot. But as we sort of wrap and uh, uh, in, in I guess in the progress of, of being able to follow along with whatever might be uh, what, what you might be up to, where can we catch you? Um, where would you like now is the time to plug if you want uh, socials. Uh, I mean, I, I should also mention the Resigned Arts uh, Collective. They have a website. You can check that out as well. There's stuff about ARF there. I think you have your streaming links there in that also, but uh, where else can we catch you generally? Uh, Resigned uh, Arts you YouTube.
5: Mean? Check out the Resigned yep. Arts YouTube because there's lots of, like, we do We do at Lake sessions. Uh, it's not my cottage. Mm-hmm. It's my parents' cottage. Um, I do not have enough money for a cottage. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, we... We like to fly <laughs> up there and, and and record lots of stuff. So you can see lots of our kind of acoustic stuff if you're into that sort of thing on our on our YouTube channel, which is Resigned Arts. And then yeah, socials. Arf, I think it's Arf. Is it Arf six six six? Is our Instagram? That's Arf six six six. We got the handle. We got the handle.
0: That's so killer. Arf six
5: six six
1: on Instagram. You got it locked
0: in. You, you've got yeah. it locked in everywhere. That's pretty good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and definitely for the Resigned Arts Collective, I was think since you know this is a student radio as well for CFMU, if mm-hmm. there are any contributors um, that are interested and would love to and would want to reach out, please don't hesitate to reach out. We'll leave a, an email with uh, with Josh. Yeah. Um, but also, like Liam and Dan are really good at running this, and they're gonna be happy to contact you and, and figure some stuff out if they, if you want to be a part of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just
4: Absolutely. head on over
2: to Resigned All this information is there you can also find all the social links for all the bands there um check out our merch store as well as we got some new merch uh made up for some t-shirts made up for the extracurricular album as well as um uh some other tees up there so
0: yeah head on over absolutely yeah i'm I mean, if, if, if you guys also want to contribute anything to CFMU, aside from music, you know, we're always looking for stuff too, <laughs> like that mutual exchange of content. But no, anyway, uh, it was honestly like I, I had a blast and I hope you guys really enjoyed this as well. And uh, I mean, again, thanks so much for doing this, for coming together. And um, we look forward to seeing what new releases are going to be coming out in the future. Thank you so much. Josh. Yeah. I appreciate
1: it, man.
5: I woke up in-